0: Good morning and welcome to episode two of the Transformational Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Hyman, a.k.a. Coach Hyman. Hoping everybody enjoyed your Super Bowl Sunday last night and enjoyed the thriller of a game that went down between the Eagles and the Chiefs. Um, That game last night actually gave gave me my topic uh, for this podcast and the article that I've already released on Substack. It gave me my title. Uh, and it gave me what I was going to talk about today, and that is taking ownership of the outcome. So, give you a brief backstory on this, um, before I start though, I'm new to this, uh, Trying to release more content, get my stuff out there. So any likes, follows, subscribes, any of that, greatly appreciated. I'm on Twitter, Brandon M at Brandon M. Hyman. On Substack, uh, Hyman dot com. That's a great place to subscribe because every time I post a new article, it sends you an email. Um I will also start linking these audio clips in there too so you can kind of make a decision. Do I want to listen or do I want to read? Do I want to do both? I know sometimes I get long-winded. I'm working on trying to cut down on the length. Uh, but anyways, any type of follow, like, read, feedback, whatever, greatly appreciate it. So anyways, all right. So I'm watching this game last night. It's a phenomenal game. Um, and I made the cardinal sin that, like, everybody in the world makes. Okay. Call doesn't go the right way. And I immediately am losing my mind like, oh, my God, this great Super Bowl matchup is going to end on a field goal as time expires because this dumb umpire – well, sorry, referee made this ridiculous holding call that I didn't feel like was necessary. And I remember saying, you can't make that call there. You can't make that call there. Okay, just total losing losing my mind going against everything that I've kind of prided myself on as a coach. So in that moment – um. I didn't realize I was going to write about this or talk about it. It wasn't until like two hours later when I was watching post-game interviews and I saw Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey and, and all these these guys get on there and they're like totally taking ownership of the fact that they lost the Super Bowl. Okay. And – I just remember thinking, like, dude, this is exactly what we preached our kids. Like, how many times in high school baseball does a guy come up, it's the seventh inning, there's two outs, the tying runs on third, uh, and the guy strikes out. And the kid's feeling, like, two centimeters big. Uh, He's mad. His teammates are thinking, man, all you had to do was hit a, you know, all you had to do was get a base hit there, which – even the best only get one out of three times. Uh, it, it's easy. Like, I can't believe it, you. Know, you know what I'm talking about, right? So we all, like, pin it on one thing. And I remember last night pinning it on that holding call that allowed the Chiefs to go and, you know, run the clock down and kick the field goal as time expired, which was really, in my opinion, kind of ruined a really good Super Bowl because, you know, at least wanted to see, like, you know, a two-minute drive to finish it or tie it up or whatever. I, mean, I think there was eight seconds left when Jalen Hurts took over. But um. anyway, so I just thought it was real cool, um, and it, it gave me something to talk about. You know, as a coach in today's world, uh, everything gets pinned on somebody else, right, you know. People point the finger at the umpire, and then they point the finger at the bat, and then, well, the lights weren't working real good, and the color of the concession stand stopped me from catching that ball, and, well, the player was talking to me while he was on third base, so I wasn't focused on the ball getting hit, so that's why when they hit it to me, I threw it to the wrong bag, because I wasn't prepared, like, you know, if kids are in school, it's the curriculum, it's the amount of homework, the teacher isn't teaching it correctly, like blah, the delivery message. I mean, you get, you get the point here. Like it's all a lot of like no taking ownership of my situation, no taking ownership of the outcome. Um, and we've got a problem because that's the world young people are growing up in. Like you don't have to take ownership, young people, uh, because there's no way you influence that outcome. Nothing. Uh, And the good news about what happened last night is the Philadelphia Eagles entered the stage and showed our young people that it is okay to say, hey, we didn't get the job done. We have to do better than actually go get better. Uh, And I think for me, the biggest thing is like these guys are doing this as their career, right? On the biggest stage in football, their guys on that roster have been playing 10, 15 years, dying to get to a Super Bowl, right? Like this is why they do what they do. They get paid millions of dollars to do this. And then on the biggest stage in sports, the moment they've been working their whole life for, they're willing to say, hey, you know what? I screwed up. We didn't play well enough to get it done as a team. And um, I just thought that was awesome for our young people to be able to look at it and say, you know what, it's okay for me to have moments of self-reflection when I experience failure. Uh, It's okay for me to ask myself, did I put myself in the best position to be successful? Did I execute the game plan to my best ability? Was I 100% focused on the task? You know, did I listen in class? Did I ask enough questions to be able to to say, you know, well, I gave my best to make a great grade, and I just fell a little short? Like, you know, these are the type of questions we want to teach our young people, and we're seeing adults do it. Adults paid millions of dollars to play, right? So I think it's a good thing for our young people. Um, I think it's a great lesson for them, and I think it's it's something that they've got to build off of and learn and something as coaches and adults, we have to continue promoting that because at the end of the day, like, I'm not ever going to fault a kid for where we are as a society, right? Um, I fault the adults 100,000% today, and I'll continue to do it till the day I die until adults start being different. Uh, because it's always the adults who are out there widening home plate for the kids or moving the goalpost or... You know whatever and and what we get the reaction from the kids is just a byproduct of what the adults have normalized. It's our fault, you know it's normal in high school athletic athletics and academics uh for a child to make a bad grade principal to get called or get an email from the parent now they're in a meeting, and there's a blame game going on on what the teacher did or didn't do what she did or didn't say kid gets in trouble at school, you know gets written up for. Whatever, you know, somehow it's the the teacher's fault. Um, you know, in sports, kid doesn't make the team. It's the same thing. We're in this ultimate era of my child is too good. It can't be them. It has to be someone else. And uh, we got to find a way to move move away from that. You know, this is what's stopping our kids from learning lessons uh, from the less than desirable outcomes they're finding themselves in. And in most cases... It's 100% because of their actions that they're ending up in the situation that they're in. So if you're listening and it's, you know, squaring in, like, God, this guy's a jerk. I can't believe he's saying that. I mean, You know, the things that we like to do. Good. Good. I'm glad you're upset because that's how I feel. Every single time I end up in a meeting with a parent whose kid gave about 20% effort and now we're literally talking about it with the athletic director and the coaches and, you know, we're fighting for our job because somebody else didn't take care of their end of the deal. It's frustrating. Um I think as parents and guardians and all this other stuff, you know, we fall into a bad habit of thinking that our kids are the exception to the rule and they don't have to take ownership of their situation. And it just, we, we've got to find a way to stop this um, as a society. And and here's why, I mean, at, at some point, okay, at some point as parents, as adults, guardians, whatever, like we're not going to be able to create the desired outcome for our kids anymore. You know, when they enter the workforce, their boss doesn't care who you are, what you accomplish in your life, how much money you donated to whatever. Like, it doesn't matter because to your child's boss, they expect them to get the job done. Okay. They expect them to take ownership of their situation. Uh, one day your kids are going to become parents. Okay. And they're going to have to take ownership of the situations they find themselves in as parents uh maybe they'll become a coach okay um you know as a coach i've got to take ownership of the situation that you know my thing's outfield and base running okay so i have to take ownership of where our kids are as outfielders and base runners i gotta take ownership of i can't blame anybody else i either put them in the best position to be successful and they executed or i didn't um and that's what it comes down to and I, i think as a society we are putting our kids in a situation where uh they're not able to learn about handling success and failure because nobody's making them do that there's no hey man go thrive or go survive like or go wilt i mean you know it is what it is um and it really just falls directly on us to make sure our kids are being equipped with these life skills that, in my opinion, they're not getting. So I got a challenge in all this and, you know, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just a pharmaceutical rep who pretends to be a coach in the afternoons and and all that. But my challenge is this. when next time your child comes home and they're dealing with less than a desirable outcome, Don't go create the desired outcome for them. Challenge them to take some ownership, okay? If their grade sucks in a class, go talk to the teacher. Hey, I know my grade's in a bad spot, but I got eight weeks to get it up. Is there anything that I can do to, you know, whatever? Is there any extra work I can do? You know, what do I need to do to get a better grade? They'll tell you. And from a baseball coaching standpoint, these are the conversations I love to have, okay? Instead of your child comes home and they're mad that they're not playing and you fueling that fire and then sending an email, send a text, whatever it is that you do to the coach, ask them, hey, so-and-so, have you talked to your coach about what you need to do to get more PT? There's not a coach in America who won't have an honest conversation with your kid about that. Not one. I love those conversations. Like, that's when I know. Like, when a kid takes the initiative to have that conversation with with us, I know they're bought in on getting better. Because like they're not gonna like the answer most. I mean, they're not what we have to tell them isn't necessarily what they want to hear, it's what they need to hear. Um But instead of, you know, immediately pointing the finger at the, to the coach, why don't you ask your son ask your daughter hey have you talked to your coach if so what did they say uh help them take ownership of the outcome um and that's kind of i mean that's you know that that's the challenge like just if if we can start doing stuff like that as a society uh we're going to put our kids in a in a better a better spot um and that's, you know, I feel strongly about that because we just have to challenge our young people to have real conversations because one day as parents, we're not going to be able to have those conversations for them. Um, and by making them have those conversations, we're forcing them to take ownership of the outcome and ultimately we're going to have a chance to turn the world around because um, we're not in a good spot right now. And I think we all would agree that there's a lot of room for growth. Uh, there's a lot of room to kind of write the course that we're heading down as a society. Um and ultimately it just it starts with our young people starting to take ownership of their of their outcomes. So uh that's all I that's really all I got. I don't know how long I've been talking. Ten minutes maybe? Oh, 13 minutes. Wow. So it's gonna be a relatively short episode. Wow. That's uh I think it took me like two and a half hours to write the article <laughs> and I was able to talk about this in fifteen minutes. Awesome um again challenge parents guardians anybody listening be a part of the solution stop being a part of the problem again uh this is brandon hyman coach hyman you can follow me on coachhyman.com coachhyman.substack.com brandon and brandon m hyman on twitter um i have a spotify i'm not sure where the link is but if you follow the substack uh here soon you'll be able to click the link to follow it there but uh always open to feedback always open to uh anything you have to say you know you want to hear something let me know you're tired of hearing something let me know um that's the only way i can get better at this so uh until next time i hope everybody has a good one uh, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon see ya